With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day. A quick reminder before we get into today's show, on this segment, I will be offering my picks from each and every day's matches at the 2021 U.S. Open. We are going to try and record these segments in the late afternoon, early evening, so that all of you have enough time to consume all of the information, make your plays accordingly. As such, we won't always have the prior day's results ready for the recording of this show. We do have results from day number one of the 2021 U.S. Open. We had two victories, three losses, five still outstanding futures bets. We were up 0.18 units for the day. Anytime you're up, you chalk that as a victory on the scoreboard, but of course, still inconclusive results from day two. We do have a win on the board as one of our overs in Nava Musetti ended up hitting, but we also have a loss on the board as Sebastian Corda pulls out of his match in the second set against Basilishvili. Not going to give you the full recap until we have all five of our results on hand, but again, I suppose that means coming into day three, we are two, three, and five overall, up 0.18 units. Again, our goal to eclipse the 29 and 20 mark up a little over 11 units we did at the 2021 Wimbledon. As such, you know, we're hoping slow and steady wins the race. We're going to change things up a little bit with our tactics. Going to go five bets once again, five aces on the day, but they're all going to be small wagers, 0.5 units. I just kind of want to feel out a new strategy, see, you know, again, what's working, what's not here early in this 2021 U.S. Open. It does feel worth noting as of recording this here on Tuesday afternoon, the only women's seed to be eliminated uh, in a result was 31 seed Yulia Putin-Seva. Yes, Brady was knocked out on day one. Yes, Ostapenko knocked out as they withdrew from the event, but it's been a relative moment of calmness. Now, on the flip side, you look here uh, for the men's singles results, a bunch of upsets across the board. These are all things to keep in mind as we look at our plays here on day three, Wednesday, September 1st of this 2021 U.S. Open. Of course, if this is your first time listening to this segment, how it's going to work. I'm going to run through my favorite money line picks, run through my favorite over-unders and spreads. That's the new addition to today's show. I also want to offer you, of course, a couple of parlays for your entertainment, a little bit more as well. With all of that said, let's get into it. Slow and steady wins the race, or so we hope. Here are my picks for day three of the 2021 U.S. Open. Let's start with the money lines. I like Daria Kasakina 
as an underdog. You look for Kasakina here on the 2021 season, what she's been able to accomplish. One of perhaps the best comeback story players of the years as Kasakina was a top 10 player back in 2018. She made a quarterfinal at the French Open in the past, but you look for her this season. Perhaps what's been most impressive is her progression on the other surfaces. She's made four total WTA finals this year, two titles on hard court, a final on the hard courts of San Jose about a month ago where she was knocked out in three sets by Danielle Collins. She also made a final in Birmingham on grass where she knocked out Own Jabour. You look for her here on this season, Daria Kasakina, now 42 and 20 in her last 52 weeks, 34 and 16 here in the 2021 season, was a you know, comprehensive uh, and comprehensive and decisive, there's the word, 6-2-6-1 victory over Parankova in the first round. You look for Daria Kasakina here this season. I mean, what's been so impressive for her? You'll just start with that 34-16. and 16. I mentioned the fact four finals on the year, but perhaps most impressively, you know, 13 and 10 against the top 50, but four and four against the top 20. She is one in three against the top 10, but you look at her results, two losses to Sabalenka, a loss to Krejcikova, a win in three sets on the grass courts over Iga Svantec. It's been a rock solid season. For Daria Kasakina, you look at the advanced metrics, the ELO ratings for Kasakina, she's back up into the top 30, currently at number 28 overall. You look for her 2021 specific results. Daria Kasakina, again, has been one of the uh, breakthrough players of this season. She's currently 31 in the 2021 uh, overall ELO. You look for her in terms of her win total here in 2021. Her 31 number is tied for, uh, I believe, seven seventh amongst WTA players. I mean, that's that's a rock solid season. You want to look at things such as her hold percentage, her break percentage. While she's not a top 25 club member, Daria Kasakina has been pretty solid through all facets of her game. You look for her this season. The hold percentage it's a little bit struggling. You look for her overall. She's currently 44th amongst top 50 players. I suppose actually then on the flip side, you look at the break percentage. She's fifth. So scratch everything I said. She has been elite on the return of serve. And honestly, I think that hold percentage is a little bit misleading. I think that over the last 52 weeks, that includes the end of last year. If you look in 2021 specifically, Kasakina's number, a little bit better than that. She does move all the way up to 38th overall. The point being, Daria Kasakina is playing some good tennis, and I already mentioned the overall results, 34 and 16 for her in 2021. You look for her on hard courts specifically this season. She's 22 and 8 overall. I mentioned the three finals she's made. She was second round of the Australian Open before getting knocked out by Sabalenka. You look for her in the run-up to this event, three-set loss to Jabour in uh, uh, in Montreal, excuse me, straight-set loss to Krejcikova in Cincinnati. Those are tough draws, but She's playing good tennis, got a win over Mertens in San Jose, three set wins over Lynette and Garcia as well. I just don't think she should be the underdog. In her matchup tomorrow against Marketa Vandrusova, you look right now, according to our friends at DraftKings, Kasakina plus 105. Respectfully, I just don't think that's accurate. 
you look for Marketa Van Drusva, who has played better of late. There's no doubt about that. And certainly her run to the Tokyo Olympic final, where she made the silver medal, she played exceptional tennis. She beat Osaka comfortably. She beat Svitolina comfortably. I'm going to throw out the Bedosa match because Bedosa was gassed, but she very well could have beaten Belinda Bencic in that gold medal match. It was a three-set battle. She was moving the ball around the court so well, was so fit in that match also. But, you know, again... For Marketa Van Drusva here, you got to look big picture. 22-15 and 15 overall this season. Now, she did follow up her result. She loses first round again to Bencic at the Western Southern Open. Decides to get more matches under her belt. I like that decision. Goes and plays Chicago. Gets two wins before getting knocked out in three sets by eventual finalist Alizé Cornet. But... You know, you look for her this season again, 22 and 15 overall. She is 17 and 8 on hard courts. You look at her records by splits against opponents on hard courts, 7 and 5 against the top 50, but of course, four of those wins came at the Olympics, 3 and 4 against the top 20, two of those wins came at the Olympics, 2 and 1 against the top 10, both of those wins coming at the Olympics. You take that Olympic run out of the equation uh, for Marketa Van Drusova this season. I mean, considering she went what five and one at the event she'd be 17 and 14 and you look at the advanced metrics for her again I, if you don't include the olympic bump she would be much lower but you look for von drusova now with that olympic result she's currently still 36th in uh, 2021 elo that trails daria kasakina who's again at 31st you look in terms of overall elo right now von drusova 40th again that trails daria kasakina who's up to number 28 you look at tennis abstracts forecast for this match, they have Kasakina as the favorite, albeit a slight favorite, but still, you look for Daria Kasakina entering this match here against Marketa Van Drusva. Despite the past performance, despite the Olympic results, the advanced metrics say Kasakina a 57% favorite to Van Drusva's 43%. Now, of course, those are thin margins, but you look for Daria Kasakina of late, the losses she's taken here this season. It's to players like Jabour, like Collins, like Kanepi, like Rabakina on hard courts who have that overwhelming weapon to beat her because if you're trying to play with craft and you're trying to outgrind Kasakina 2021 Kasakina doesn't get outgrinded. She's one of the, I would say, 10 best movers on tour, particularly on a hard court. And if you give her time in the center of the court, while she doesn't hit every rally ball Mach 5, she can hit the rally ball Mach 5. And I just think she's going to handle Vandrusova's variety very well. I think, you know, again, Vandrusova doesn't have that big weapon to really hurt her with. So I think Marketa Von Drus- uh, you know, now it is worth mentioning they've played twice in their career, Von- or once in their career, Von Drusova, two and one win at Indian Wells in 2019. But 2019 Kasakina is not this version. I think Daria has been the better player throughout the course of the year. I think she's been better on hard courts. Now, Von Drusova's peak was better, and you look for Von Drusova, worth noting, she beats Arusa yesterday, 7 5, 6 love. She is playing well. But give me Kasakina as the slight dog in this match, plus 105. We're only going to throw half a unit. Again, we're new play here. We're going conservative across the board just to figure out what works, what doesn't exactly. But give me Kasakina plus 105 over Von Drusova, 0.5 units to win 0.52. That's ace of the day, number one. That's our money line pick. Some of the others I'm considering, you know, Green, minus 195. We'll get back to him over Laxon and Layu. 
Vujovic minus 150, Garon plus 110 over Evans, Popperin plus 180 over Dimitrov, Rusevori took every instinct in my body not to take Rusevori plus 180 over RBA. RBA just looked that good against Kyrgios. He looked fit. He looked locked in. And if he's going to make that match a track meet, he will beat Rusevori. Uh, but Rusevori's got weapons to make and just more discipline from the baseline to make life miserable for RBA if he gets a little bit passive in that match. So, again, those are some of the other money line picks I'm considering to see everything. Go to our website, crackrackets.com. But with that in mind, let's move now to the over-unders and the spreads I have an eye on today. In terms of the over-unders, no aces for you, but, you know, a bunch of intriguing ones. In particular, Fernandez over two and a half, se- uh, over two and a half sets in Fernandez. Canepi plus 165. Canepi a great three-set win over Putin. Save a Fernandez decisive straight sets over Anaconia. This is a pick, you know, again, if Kanepi was one of the 30 best players on tour through the first third hardcourt portion of the season, Leila Fernandez, a young ascending talent, still young, will she have trouble with the firepower of Kanepi? It's going to be interesting to watch because Fernandez wants to be the aggressor and she's so poised under pressure. But I think that match could go three sets. So that's one I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, you know, Colin Duvon, I think that's just a fun firepower match. Goff Stevens, of course, I think that match ends up really, really enjoyable. Um, in terms of on the men's side, you know, the ones that stick out to me the most. I'm intrigued by Rublev Martinez plus 190. Pedro Martinez Portero just steals sets. That's what he does well. But, you know, RBA Roos, Garon Evans. I think Alcaraz Rindernesh has four sets at least written all over it. That's over three and a half sets minus 140. You want to take Rindernesh plus six and a half games, which, of course, how the spread works. Let's say it's three, three, and four. That's an eight-game spread. In that instance, Rindernesh would not cover. When you're plus six and a half, it means he would have to go four, four, and four. That means he only lost by six six total games he covers in that instance or if he takes a set obviously he builds himself a little bit more margin I like that one a lot I you know Tiafo minus five and a half is interesting Rude minus six and a half at minus 160 is interesting but the money uh the excuse me the spreads I'm gonna pick today first time we're incorporating spreads here on the ace of the day Muguruza minus four and a half games over Andrea Petkovic. Now, Petkovic has been excellent here this season. She won a title uh, about a month ago. Now, you know, you look at the field, she got to beat there, uh, didn't beat a single seed, got a good win over Maya Sharif, one and one in the final, good win over Krunich, Kristayan, but, you know, nothing crazy. She made a semifinal at a 125K. She made a final in Hamburg on the clay, beating Putin Seva before getting knocked out by Rusa. Second round Wimbledon, but, you know, for her, 20 and 17. In her last 52, and you look for her again in terms of by ranking how where her success has come, for, uh, for Petkovic now over the last 52 weeks, she's 17-9 and nine against players ranked outside the top 50, 3-8 and eight against players ranked inside the top 50. Only, I believe, four of her eight losses did come in three sets, but still, I just think minus four and a half games is too little. I think Muguruza got better and better throughout the course of her 6-6 and win against Vekic, and I think going from playing Vekic to Petkovic, that's a step down for Muguruza. I think she takes advantage of just having a little bit more time in the center of the court and just, you know, not facing that relentless pace, relentless aggression of Vekic. I think Muguruza makes moves here. And again, minus four and a half games, you're not going to get the best spread at minus 165, but it's a four and three win. It's a straight set, one break per set win for Garbine Muguruza to get the job done here. You know, I think Muguruza is 25-7 and seven now 
uh, here this season on hard courts. A loss to Osaka uh, at the Australian Open where she had match points. Finals at the two Middle Eastern events. I said it before. I'll say it again. I think she was the best player through the first third of the season in that hard court stretch. And so I just think minus four and a half games is too few. Minus 165, not the best odds, but let's take it. 0.5 units to win 0.3. I also just like FAA over Zapata Morales. Bernabe Zapata Morales, the talented young Spaniard, got his first Grand Slam win in the first round of the U.S. Open. Meanwhile, FAA struggled, what was it, 7-6-4-6-7-6-7-6 over Evgeny Donskoy, was down a break in that third set, but... I just think his best tennis is yet to come, and I think the pace he plays with, that will be a wake-up call to Zapata Morales. I just feel good about FAA, the consistency he's shown over the last, you know, three months here on tour, the consistency he's shown uh, in general at the slams. You look for him, you know, quarterfinals of Cincinnati, quarterfinals of Wimbledon all since the end of June. Yes, he lost to Brooksby at the City Open. Yes, he lost to the Deuce in Canada, but... You know, he got through the bad match in Donskoy. Now I think we see a good one from Felix Ogier Aliasim, who you look now in this 2021 season, 29 and 18 overall. You look for him by ranking, you know, 11 and 12 against the top 50, 7 and 4, though, against the top 20, 4 and 4 against the top 10. When he plays his best, he can beat the best. Meanwhile, while Zapata Morales, the 24 year old, has been excellent this season, currently at number 116 in the rankings with his results up to a new career high in the live rankings, is Zapata, or excuse me, at number 115. One more win gets him though to a new I want no no still it would be at number 111 would be below his career high of number 110 but Zapata Morales is where you want to be at 24 years old in contention for every slam main draw that said you look for Zapata Morales in his career against top 20 opponents he's 0-2 in his last 52 weeks 0-2 overall it was a five set loss for him at Wimbledon to Garin straight set loss in Barcelona to Carreno Busta you brought in that more uh, more to top 50 players in his career. He's 2-5 and five with his wins coming over Fognini, 2021 Barcelona, as well as over John Millman in Dubai this season. I guess more broadly, 9-17 and 17 against the top 100. I just don't know if he's ready for this level of competition that is Felix Ogier Aliasim. Again, over the course of three sets, 4-4-4 four, four, and four doesn't get the job done. You don't cover there. But 7-5, uh, 6-2, 6-3... That would get the job done. That's the bet we're making today, that Felix wins in straight sets, that at least one of the sets is comfortable. We'll take FAA, minus six and a half games. Again, minus 145 is not great. We're only throwing half a unit on it, but let's throw half that unit to win .34. That's ace of the day number three. Now we get into the parlay zone, because it wouldn't be an ace of the day segment without a couple of parlays. Let's start with the three-manner. Rabakina, minus 360 over Garcia. I just think the power tennis of Elena Rabakina at this point, uh, it's lights out. And you look for her, you know, round of 16 in Cincinnati before losing to Bedosa in Montreal. It was a three-set loss to her. For her to Samsonova, San Jose, 6-6 six and six loss to eventual champion Danielle Collins. Tokyo losses to Benchich and Svitolina in the medal rounds. She has been that good since really her breakthrough run quarterfinals at Roland Garros. And, you know, she's a top 10 server right now. You look at her hold percentage for Elena Rabakina here this season. Her 
uh, number is good for eighth right now on the WTA Tour, 75.1%. You look for her in the advanced metrics. ELO rating-wise, for Rabakina tomorrow, uh, she is uh, Rabakina 26 in overall ELO. You look 2021 specific results. She's currently at number 27. A little bit below where her ranking is at right now, but still you look for Elena Rabakina, according to Tennis Abstract's projection, 65% favorite to Garcia's 35%. Caroline Garcia has been fine this year. She just hasn't been great. You look for her overall on the season. Garcia, 30-25 and 25 in her last 52, 24-21 here in 2021 against uh, top 50 opponents as she obviously faces tomorrow. Yeah, you know, top 20 opponents, excuse me, in Elena Rabakina, Caroline Garcia this season, 0-6. I don't see that trend reversing tomorrow. Give me Rabakina. I'm also going to take Tiafo minus 340 over Guido Pea. I just think three out of five sets always fits Francis. Lefty, I think, is a good matchup for Francis. I just don't know what Pea does to hurt him. And so Tiafa looked good against Eubanks. I think he's locked in tomorrow against Paya as well. I'm also going to throw in Brandon Nakashima. Straight set winner over Isner now faces Alex Mulcan. He's a minus 320 favorite. You look for Brandon Nakashima. Just so much more experience for him at the ATP level than Mulcan, who was a qualifier at this event. Got a good win over fellow qualifier Chem Ilkel in four sets in his first round match. But you look for Mulcan in his career. We're going to say against top 50 opponents, which to be honest is what Nakashima is right now, even if his ranking doesn't reflect it. 0-2 in his career against the top 50, 3-6 against the top 100. Both, all three of those wins came on clay courts. We're on a hard court now, and that's where Brandon Nakashima thrives. I think he knocks out the 23-year-old Mokan tomorrow to advance as well. You parlay those three together. Rabakan over Garcia, Tiafa over Pea, Nakashima over Mokan, plus 117. Not the best for a three-man parlay, but I feel good about that one. Still, we're sticking with the theme. Half a unit to win 0.58. The next one, a little bit riskier. I think Goff beats Sloane Stevens tomorrow. I just think that's the signature win she gets early in this week as she propels herself towards a hopeful, inevitable matchup with Naomi Osaka later on in this tournament. Look, Sloane's playing really, really well, but it was broken tennis in her first round against Madison Keys and 7-6 in the third, the emotional drain of going from playing one of your closest friends on tour to playing someone who you've mentored throughout her career on tour. It's just a funky one. And so I'm going to take Goff tomorrow. I, I just This, again, is a confidence pick about Goff's level of late, how rock-solid she's been across the board. You look at the advanced metrics for Coco Goff, 13th in 2021 specific ELO, 13th in overall ELO. You compare that to Sloane Stevens, who has fallen all the way to 55th in ELO uh, overall. You look for her here. Her results this season, good for 41st. She's 16 and 15 on the season. Give me Coco Goff to advance and I just think Green is a better player than Henry Laxon. Laxon, the big serve, explosive forehand. I don't think that's dynamic enough to beat Green, despite his lack of, you know, pedigree on hard courts. I think that's a sample size thing. Not quite the way I'm as comfortable with Kasparud. I think Christian Green, the flat, you know, his backhand just stays low. He's not as effective with the serve. It's a little harder for him to move the, you know, the backhand just sits a little bit up in the court to be attacked. It's a little bit harder for him on hard courts versus I just think Casper Root. Just wait for him to have more repetitions. But I feel good about Green tomorrow. Give me him and Goff parlayed plus 111.5 units to win 0.55. 
those are your day three picks for the ace of the day. Again, we're going to go Kasakina over Von Drusova, plus 105, 0.5 units to win 0.52. We're going to take the spreads, Muguruza minus four and a half games over Petkovic, minus 165, half a unit to win 0.3. We're going to take FAA minus six and a half games over Zapata Morales, minus 145.5 units to win 0.34. We're going to parlay Rabakina, Tiafo, and Nakashima's money lines, plus 117.5 units to win 0.58. And last but certainly not least, a Goff Green double G parlay, plus 111, half a unit to win 0.55. Those are your day three picks for our GSP AC of the day. Of course, if you want to hear a recap, you missed anything from the first round, you can find our episodes covering day one and two on the mini break podcast feed. Of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to this show, that show, the Cracked Interviews podcast, where we just had, uh, I believe... Which co- I think it was Arizona head coach Clancy Shields. I know Columbia head coach Howard Endelman down the pipelines as well. It was indeed Clancy Shields this week, so be sure to go check out that podcast as well. You can find all of that content, again, at the website, CrackedRackets.com. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout-out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for the... F- of an editing job they do day in day out shout out as well to our friends over at tennis point tennis point.com the promo code is cr15 with all of that said for our super producers Fliegner and westoff and from all our friends at tennis point from all of us here at both cracked rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you know what we say may the odds be ever in your favor and hey great shot we'll talk to you all tomorrow good luck everyone This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas.